Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Zat Hashem, we're learning today uh, at our Lunch and Learn, we're going to learn a story about a fellow whose name was Nachum Ish Gamzu. Nachum Ish Gamzu, famous person in Shas. Yeah. And we're going to discuss today the idea, which we'll see, we'll get to eventually, the idea of looking out for what people need. Right? We have tzaddikim at this table, Baruch Hashem, who are very good at this. Looking out for what people need. Not what you want to give, but what other people genuinely need. That's what we're going to focus in at the end, Bezat Hashem, when we get there. Because there is definitely a difference between the two. Before we begin, I would like to mention, really, uh, today, Yud Aleph Shvat. Today, right? Today yeah. is, uh, our Lunch and Learn is being sponsored by my good friend, Yosef Franco, in honor of three special occasions. First is, was the first day the Lubavitcher Rebbe took office, leadership. Second, as I'm being told, is also the Chafetz Chaim's birthday, a special person in history. And finally, it's also our dear friend Yosef Franco's birthday, and we wish him only all the best in life. We value your friendship, Yosef. We love you. And uh, thank you for covering this, for sponsoring, for bringing it. We'll learn together for many more years to come. Now, this fellow, Nochomish Gamzu, this is a fascinating story. Who heard about Nachum Ish Gamzu? Anybody heard about him? Nachum Ish Gamzu. Let's translate the words. Nachum is his name. Ish. What is Ish? Man. What's Ish? A man. man. What's Gamzu? Gam Zu. Okay. Also this. The Gemara later tells us the reason he was called Ish Gamzu is because he always used to say Gamzu Litova. He always used yeah. to say if something negative seemed to happen, also this is for the best. He always saw the positive in a situation, even if it seemed very negative. He recognized everything as mina shamayim. Now this was a tremendous tzaddik, somebody who had the ability to create miracles, tremendous person. And yet, as we're about to see in this story, he suffered terribly in his life. We're going to see from this story. Not just terribly, in literally every physical way you could suffer, he was suffering. Listen to the story. It's... Mesechet Ta'anit Chaf Aleph Mod Aleph 21a About halfway down the page Amru Alav Al Nachum Ish Gamzu They said about this fellow Nachum Ish Gamzu This is terrible Shaya Suma Mishtei Enav He was blind in both eyes Gidei Mishtei Adav Both of his arms had been cut off Kita Mishtei Raglav Both of his feet had been cut off Vekol Gufo Malei Shechin His whole body was covered in boils He was this Sadik of a person, chassid of a person, suffered in the most terrible ways. Vayamut, not only physically, but listen, vayamutel bebayit ra'ua, and he was lying in a flimsy house, a shaky house. Viragle shal mayim. The feet of his bed were put in bowls that had water inside of them. Kedei shelo ya'alu alav nimalim so that the ants shouldn't crawl on him. You understand? Sounds like a horrible situation. We have a little headache and we cry. Why we have a headache and we cry. This 
tzaddik of a person suffered physical suffering in his lifetime unimaginably. So pamachat, one time, and now, obviously, everybody's asking, how could it be that a tzaddik like this suffered in such a way? So we're going to see. That's actually the conversation we're about to see. Pamachat, one time, he was lying in this terrible situation, and bikshu talmidav lepanot mitato v'acharkach lepanot etakelim. His students came in, and they wanted to do, they wanted to remove him, meaning move his bed out of the house, and then afterwards they would move whatever possessions, whatever things he had that he owned. That's what they wanted to do. This was a dangerous situation, move him out, and then move out his uh, furniture and his vessels after. So Amar Lahem, he said to them, Banai, my children, panuet akelim, first take out my items, v'acharkach panuet mitati, and then remove me. Meaning, first move my items out, and then move me out after. Because you're guaranteed, as long as I'm in the house, the house is not going to collapse. Meaning, in my zechut, the roof is going to stay up. But, that's what they did. They cleaned out the kelim. They took, they took out his vessels. Then they took him out. And right after they took him out, what happened? The house uh, totally collapsed. Okay. Now, this is a crazy story, obviously. Mepharshim do talk over here, actually based on what we spoke about last week. Remember we spoke last week, how you're not supposed to rely on miracles. We spoke about that. And yet here, it seems to be, his existence in this house itself seemed to be relying on miracles. We learned that you're not supposed to do that. So the Marsha addresses this issue. By the way, why did we say you're not supposed to do that? Because it could detract from your merits. So it seems like Nachum was doing that. So just as a side point, Marsha says, you're only not meant to rely on miracles if it's a tzaddik who's not a tzaddik gamur. But somebody who is a tzaddik gamur, which is Nachum, he was a tzaddik, a total righteous person, he could rely on miracles. Other, others say, actually, one of the students I used to learn with, and I currently learn with as well, but Yecheskel Zweig, he once told me a different idea. He said, in order to address this issue, is perhaps the issue is we're worried Tzadikim shouldn't rely on their own miracles because maybe before they were righteous but now they've done things that were wrong but this Nachum Gamzu, he had nothing to worry about because of the issue of he was already blinded and it was as if he was dead actually somebody that's blind actually kemet Somebody that's blind is like he's dead. He's not going to sin. There's no such reality. So that wasn't an issue he had to worry about. Okay, fine. Yisrael Seton, by the way. I want to add in over here. Yisrael Seton, I used to learn with him as well. I wrote on the side of my Gemara. I used to learn with a couple of boys. And I wrote on the side what they told me when I learned with them when they were in eighth grade. Yisrael Seton used to, be, <laughs> I used to learn with them. So he told me, he thought the Pshat was, the reason he could rely on it is because he already had suffered so much Whatever, you know, whatever suffering or whatever issues he was going to have, this, it wasn't going to be any more of an issue. Wow. So he could rely on the miracle. It wasn't a problem. But either way, however you learn. Let's continue the story. The students came in and they said to their Rebbe Nachum, how could it possibly be such a tzaddik like you are suffering in this terrible way? So Amrulo Talmidav, the students came in and they said to him, Rebbe, you're such a righteous person. So why is it that you suffer in such a way? You're living in a terrible situation. Physically, you're in a terrible state. 
How is it that that's possible? Now listen to his response. And we'll see in a moment the Ben Yo Yada, what he says, um, what he says about this as well. Soon we'll see Ben Yo, Ben Yo Yada. We're going to learn, exactly. We're going to learn how could it be that he suffered so much, exactly. Oh, so you're right, you're right. Sadiq Viralo is definitely a good answer, but this is extreme. This is very, very extreme. Literally, completely suffering head to toe in a terrible situation. So, oh, I agree. But if you see it, Sadiq suffering like that, there must have been something terrible that he did, right? Oh, so you're saying Gilgulim? Let's see what he said. Let's see. Samar So Nachum turned back to his students and he said the following. Banai, my children, ani garanti la'atzmi. I caused this on myself. I brought this suffering on myself. Okay? Shepa'am achat. Now listen to the terrible sin that he did. Listen to what he says. One time, ha'yiti ma'alech ba'derech le'beit chami. It's a famous story. I was traveling to my in-law's house. Okay? So he was going to visit his in-law's and I had three donkeys full of uh, goodies, full of good things that I wanted to bring. We're going to have a party. One of the donkeys was full of, had a, a, a sack full of food. One was of drink, maybe champagne. And one was of delicacies, treats, cakes. Yeah. So I'm traveling to my in-law's house. A certain poor person came along. He stood on the way next to me. And he said to me, Rebbe Parnaseni, Rebbe, give me something to eat. Parnaseni literally means support me. Give me something to eat. I listened to the terrible thing Nachum did. Terrible. Then he I said to him, Wait till I unload the donkeys. It's a very fair thing to say. Meaning what he said was, look, I know you want food. But these donkeys are laden with bundles and burdens. Wait till I unload them, and then I'll open up the bundle and I'll give you something to eat. Then I, I load, I unload, unload. Either way, either way, you learn. Meaning, maybe he was near the house. It could have been five minutes. Meaning, it could have been five minutes. It doesn't say in the story, but it's a logical thing to say. Meaning, right now I'm schlepping these big bundle burdens. Let me go unload. Let me put everything down. And then I'll give you something to eat, no problem. It sounds like there was a short time. I didn't have the opportunity to unload the bundles, the burdens that were on the donkeys. Till this ani, this poor man passed away. Okay? So, I didn't give him something to eat, and immediately the poor person passed away. He died, he died from uh, suffering. He, couldn't, he didn't have any food. Now this is where he says, I brought it on myself. So I fell on the face of that poor man, and I said, My eyes that didn't have mercy on your eyes, yasumu. they should become blind. My hands that didn't have mercy on your hands, they should be cut off. My feet that didn't have mercy on your feet, even help you? They should be cut off. It's very intense, right? Mm-hmm. said, I wasn't satisfied, meaning I wasn't comfortable that I had received the punishment that I deserved. Till I said my entire body should be covered in boils. 
as we're going to see, Ben Yo Ben Yoyada says, actually, it means sarat, meaning like it was, it was extreme. So Amr lo, the students turned back to Nachum and they said to him, that's a story, but oy lanu bekach, woe to us that we see you like this. So Amar lehem, he said back, oy li im lo bekach, woe to me if you would not see me like this. So the Marsha explains that last point, what, was he, what were they saying? Woe to us that we see you like this. Meaning, we see that you're such a tzaddik, and despite you're such a tzaddik, you do a tiny infraction, a tiny negative thing, and this is the suffering that you're going to receive. Imagine us, the averot that we do, what we're going to receive. So he said back, which is similar to what Yosef said, which is, why did he want this? Woe to me if you didn't see me like this, which is why. It's better to be suffering here than to be suffering elsewhere. Exactly. I just read the Marsha. I believe he says that idea. Says, uh, one second. Yeah, exactly. He wanted to be punished in this world. Unbelievable thing. That's the story. He goes on to say why he was called Nachumish Gamzu because he always said Gamzu Litova. You can imagine him saying Gamzu Litova is not a simple thing. You have a good life and easy. Him yeah, saying that is okay. That's the story. Now, I, just re- I don't know what you read, read this somewhere. Story, you read it somewhere. Beautiful. But I read that he went to his in law. Took time, not like Chai. five minutes. He went to Nidlo, he get the food back, he finished the party, and on the way back, he wanted to give it. Mm-hmm. By then, that guy died. Uh-huh. I mean, it took okay. some time. I hear, I, I hear. The Gemara is not clear like that. Somewhere. It's not clear, but I hear. What do you want to say, Yosef? Is a person supposed to want to have suffering upon himself? Since I should say, are people supposed to say, let me suffer here so mm-hmm. I don't have to suffer there? Are you supposed to say that? Because are you supposed to learn from him? So Yosef's asking, do we really want to bring suffering on ourselves? So the answer is, look at the tefillah. What do we say in the tefillah? We always say in the prayers, don't bring me to a situation of challenge, of embarrassment, of suffering. We always pray like that. Mm-hmm. The opposite. We always pray, Hashem shouldn't give us suffering. Of so if someone's a tzaddik like this, perhaps there's some leniency. But in general... We don't ask for suffering because we can't handle it like somebody like this. This is a very high level, obviously. Fine. But now we have to understand. That's also a famous story. Yes, yes, exactly. That's very good. That's where it's brought to. We have to understand, though, this is a very extreme punishment for a seemingly minor infraction. What's the great Avera that this person did? The great thing. He saw the poor man wanted food. He didn't say, I'm not going to give you food. Yeah, he was at Sadiq. He just said, wait five minutes. It's such a major deal. So you could say, on his level, he did it. But what, what was the great Avera that he did? And what are we supposed to learn from this story also? Right? What is, practically speaking, we're not Sadiqim on that level, besides maybe some of us. But an opportunity to Take it right there. Okay, so you're saying it's an idea of if you have the opportunity to do the mitzvah, do it immediately. Do it right Pedal to the metal, mitzvah. What? Pedal to the metal. Pedal to the metal. There we go. Pedal to the metal. I hear that. That's a nice idea. So listen to what Ben Yehoi Ben Yehoi says. He says a beautiful idea here. I'm going to read it to you inside. He says on this story. <clears throat> so I'm going to read it to you. Everybody listen. Kashe, lama talamita asot. Why is he blaming himself for the death of this poor person? What could he have done? Did he have bread in his hand and he didn't give it to him? It means he didn't have food on hand. 
He had to open the bag. So it's going to take a minute or two to open the bags anyway. So why is he so blamed for this person's death that he's going to suffer? And he blames himself and he brings, he says, I accepted on myself this suffering. He blamed himself. Why? He says like this, So Ben Yahu Ben says, This Ani was suffering from a condition called Bulmus. Maharaj says if somebody has the suffering of Bulmus, he needs to eat something immediately, and if not, he could, he could end up dying. In addition, as we're about to see, it is a condition that is visible on someone's face. You could see it if you look. He needs to eat quickly. That's, that's this condition. Nachum should have jumped immediately off the donkey. Tear open this bag, not undo the, yeah. the wrapping like you would normally do. He should have torn it open, taken out food, and given it to him. Not undoing the knots. And that's why Nachum said, My eyes which didn't have mercy or compassion to see in your face and your eyes. To know that you're suffering with this condition. Meaning if I would have looked closer, I would have seen on that person's face says Nachum, that he had this condition that he was suffering from that was genuinely urgent. He wasn't just hungry, but if he wouldn't eat right now, he would die. And I didn't have the compassion to look in a focused way to see that he was suffering with that condition. Because there's signs on the face and the eyes of this condition. And he goes on, and my hands, which took time to open the bags, not to tear open the bag. And I didn't just tear it open quickly. And my legs, that took its time in order to get off and give him food. So each of these three things, the way that Ben Yada is explaining it is, I should have done it in a quicker way with the recognition that it is urgent because if a person in this state doesn't eat, he could end up dying. But I didn't take the time to be so quick and to look, and therefore they all deserve to be punished. Now he goes on to a different point, which I'm going to say in a moment. But point number one Ben Yohida is saying is, what he was blaming himself for was that he didn't act right away because he didn't take the time to see that the condition this Ani was suffering from was so serious that it really required him tearing open the bag, giving him food immediately. Yeah. Point number one. Continues Ben Yoyada. And this that he decreed on his body, shchin, boils, which is like tzarat. A very interesting idea. We know Chachamim tell us there are certain things that a person who has these things is considered dead. He's not considered alive. So he wanted to be considered dead in two accounts. A blind person is considered dead, is considered met, and also somebody that suffers from tzarat is considered dead. And therefore, he decreed on himself that he be considered dead in two accounts. One, he was blind. Two, he was suffering from skin uh, affliction. So he says, wait a second. There's another one that Chazal talk about, which is poverty. This is a very interesting side point. Poverty is also considered death. Why didn't he decree on himself or cause himself also to become, he should have prayed that he should become poor and lose all of his assets. Listen to this. 
Why didn't he decree on himself suffering of poverty? That's also considered dead. Because if he would do that, it wouldn't only affect him. Who else would it affect if he decreed poverty on himself? His family. His family. His family is contingent on him for support. So for him to decree poverty on himself would not only affect him negatively, but would affect his family. Or the other poor people that he used to give tzedakah to. So that would be inappropriate. If you want to bring death on yourself, that's fine. But on your family, you can't. Therefore, he couldn't decree poverty on himself. Now let's go back to the first point. I think it's a tremendous lesson here. The fact that he didn't give the guy food, he's not necessarily held so accountable. It's a very logical conclusion to say, uh, give me a minute, let me unload the packages. But what is the Ben Yoyada pointing out? What was the issue? He didn't put attention to him. He didn't give him the time to look. He didn't give him the time to look at his suffering. And had he, by the way, had he looked at his face and seen this, he would immediately have jumped off and tore the bag open. That's what he would have done. And therefore he blamed himself because he said, if I would have really looked properly at this fellow and seen what he was suffering from, I would have jumped off the donkey, torn open the bag, forget about the damage I'm causing or the the delay that I'm causing. I would have done it immediately because I would have realized that this person's life was at risk. I didn't take the time to see his suffering and therefore I didn't react instinctively like that. Now here I think there's a tremendous lesson. And we'll conclude with this. Tremendous lesson here. Every day... We walk by people. Okay, we always walk by people. Right. Now, Baruch Hashem, we're all good people and we want to do good things. Yeah. So very often, we, want to, we try to figure out what good thing would I, could I do? What good thing would I like to do? Mm-hmm. Right, maybe that means giving tzedakah, making a meal, helping out in different ways, etc. But usually, we don't look at what does that person need really but it's more, what, would I, what makes me feel good to do? But what is the story here telling us? That the way to really do chesed, that we really need to do chesed, is to recognize what... Exactly. What does... What is that? Oh. Is to recognize... Is that yours? Is that shecha? Maza. Oh, it's yours? Is to, okay, turn off. Is to recognize what is it that the recipient really needs. So what's the problem? We don't take time to focus in on that, right? We want to do good things and we do good things, but we're too busy focused on what I want to do, what I can give, etc., which is not a bad thing, by the way. We do a lot of chesed, that's wonderful. But the higher level is to try to focus in on what does his face show? What does his bank account show? What is he suffering with genuinely that my contribution will actually help? Because it's great to do chesed, it's great to help other people. And a lot of people on this table, Dafgar, doing tremendous chesed. But what does the recipient really need? That's really what we need to focus in on. That's the ideal of chesed. Very hard. Especially here, every 10 minutes, somebody else comes. Very hard. can figure out what they want. You give them two bucks. And in this story, Nahum himself blamed himself. He said, I didn't take the time. Clearly, it's very hard. But the point is, it takes a focus. It takes a concerted focus and an effort to look and see what is it that the recipient genuinely needs, mm-hmm. right? Maybe he just needs a smile. Maybe somebody looks depressed and he needs some help. Most of them want a couple of bucks. Okay, maybe he needs money. It's also true. By the way, money is always a good, a good solution. <laughs> if, if nothing else, probably people need money. That's they true. Yeah, they need. No. <laughs> they need. It makes sense. But that's the lesson here in the story. 
We have to try to focus in what does the recipient genuinely need? Not what do I want to give. Yeah. Hopefully it lines up. What so I want to give and what they want to receive. Good, do. So exactly. Good. Don't make myself feel good by giving other people. Do what they genuinely need. And maybe that means a shalom aleichem. Maybe that means a couple of bucks, like you said. Or as some tzadikim do over here, have people sleep at their houses. There's this big tzadikim, Yavok Hashem. But the point is, what do they really need? It's not Hashem. should be zocha with that mentality. Okay. With that mentality, will be zocha really to... Be to uh, a beautiful new year for Yosef, beautiful new year for all of us. And Chevra, uh, everyone have a wonderful Sunday. And uh, join us again next week at Lunch and Learn. All the best. Thank you. Thank you.